असौव्यस्ताम्रह अरुणः बभ्रुहु सुमंगलः या तो दिस इज बी लुकिंग एट द सन एंड सीइंग द ब्राइटनेस ऑफ ईश्वरा wherever the sun goes and whatever be the colors that the sun changes into first we have the tamra you know the copper colored rising sun and then what happens to that you know then he becomes you know babru little bit orange light orange yellow you know no for then aruna little orange and then babru babru means bright yellow so mangala in all ways he is very blessing presence so we invoke bhagavan so first we see bhagavan as light we saw that earlier and when we see bhagavan as light we cannot help but look at the sun which lights up the our world which lights up the whole universe and when we see the sun bright and going through all the different colors as he is climbing over the hills and rising just for us then what happens then you can't help but see that this one rudra that this person was praying to who was this person the one who was frightened of the arrows remember say yes even if you don't remember so we can move on yeah so the person who was frightened of the arrows which arrows the arrows the the one who is seeing bhagavan as the the great chastiser and the punisher of what the people who go against dharma you know name one person who has gone against dharma you cannot so that means that anybody with the body especially human body animals don't go against dharma it is only human body yeah you know if a tiger becomes vegetarian that is not its dharma really you know it shouldn't and uh, so therefore that is its dharma to eat and uh, eat other animals because it doesn't have a way of metabolizing with the food otherwise and uh, the same is not true for us or dogs with cats including big cats they should not be made vegetarian you know and so like this animals don't go against dharma who goes against dharma human beings yes so you know this however you look at it this is a short shrift this life you know because <laughs> wherever you look at it the, the natural world the animal world comes out looking better and looking good is <laughs> no other way to put it this fellow our fellow the, the quintessential jiva goes around going against dharma and when he goes against he means jiva when this fellow goes against jiva is dharma what happens you know lots of things happen karma gets accumulated and then as you so so shall you what reap yes and when the time to reap comes this fellow starts to weep that's all it happens yeah <laughs> cries maine kya kiya i didn't do anything bad that person was better than me you know you everybody become a five year old when karma phala comes you know actually i can't say karma phala comes knocking at the door it comes without knocking it doesn't take permission because if somebody rings the bell you know in america this is you don't if you don't feel like opening you shouldn't open you 
people think. I don't feel like opening the door. I want to open. And the relatives visiting from India are horrified. They say, where is he being open? No, 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 I don't feel like. Well, what if it's something urgent? They can call. They can text. <laughs> you know. I, I don't feel like opening. The Indians don't understand this. They think that every time bell rings, they have to open. You know? So this is a different culture. But this option is not available for karma phala. Karma phala, you know, supposing Chitra Mukta comes and politely knocks on the door and the American says, I don't feel like opening, then how will they get their karma phala? It's not possible. So karma phala doesn't come knocking at the door. It just comes in, barges in. And you get outraged because you feel like your privacy has been disturbed. How dare you come in? You didn't even ask me. There was no sign of you at all. And suddenly you are here. How could you do this to me? This is what the, you know, this is where one gets completely stuck. So here, earlier we saw this, you know, this adult child. What is this adult child? The unintegrated part of the adult which is the quintessential child, the forever child, getting scared and saying, don't beat me up, or Udra, don't, 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 please. You have already come in the door and you have a big club in one hand, Gada, and <laughs> it looks like it is <laughs> aimed at me. And then in the other hand, you have bows and arrows, you are ambidextrous and you have so many arms. You see Durga, right? Yeah, what is Durga? So many thousand arms. And even in the Buddhist tradition, they have this Avalokiteshvara, so many arms. And some of them are also carrying the Ayudhas, weaponry. And some of them are carrying some nice windows and things like that, you know. So, Thai windows perhaps. And, you know, but most of them are what? You know, they are very ready. They are seen, the first encounter with anything otherworldly, because Bhagavan is seen to be otherworldly by a person who doesn't know Bhagavan. Because Bhagavan, is, is he locally available? No. Where, where shall I look? Everywhere I look, there is no Bhagavan. And so the Bhagavan has this non-local quality apparently to him. First, we should decide whether it's him or her. For us, it's not a problem. It's both him and her. Hmm. You know, that's what all our hymns say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the hymns say that he is she and she is he. No difference. Yeah. So, for us, it's not a problem. But the average jiva looks for Bhagavan and doesn't find the Bhagavan right here, right now. And so, attributes a different loka to this Bhagavan and then takes a sneak look, a sneak peek. And then what happens? You know, gets terrified. And not terrified of Bhagavan, terrified of the weight of one's own hurt, one's own guilt, one's own terrors and one's own fears, and all the things that one cannot stomach. And so the first prayer is, don't hurt me, don't, please, don't, don't. And how many, you know, there's only one Rudra. And this Rudra looks mad all the time. And you know, that Kala Bhairava, that kind of an avatara, this Rudra looks mad and he looks mad at me because I, have, I know I have not been the best of the persons, you know. I've done a lot of things against dharma. Other people may not have found out, thank God, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I know and I can barely live with this myself 
and then therefore what? So therefore, the Rudram, Sri Rudram begins exactly where this Jiva begins, in this state of utter and total helplessness, waiting to exhale, waiting to be saved, waiting to not have that chastisement, that, that punishment. Please don't punish me. And then the person relaxed, remember all this? This is just a recap. And the person relaxed a little more and saw that, okay, not too bad here. You know, give me this, you know, give me, give me a little reprieve from the arrows. And then what? Let me understand the truth of myself. All these prayers we saw. And then now, looking at the, you know, and again not finding Bhagavan, seeing the brightest object in the sky, doing what is what Adi Shankara calls Adhyasa, a, a deliberate superimposition. That is what all our prayers are. That's why we have, you know, we can be saying Because we don't pretend to pray to the formless. How can you pray to the formless ending? How do you want to pray? You know? You can't pray to the formless. You can contemplate upon the formless as the truth of you. You cannot pray to the formless. And what, prayer is an action. An action always begs the presence of someone else. It's a relationship. Prayer is a relating. And a relating is always based on action. You cannot say, in my heart I love you, even though I keep forgetting your birthdays. I am going to not celebrate your birthday, you know. But, you know, in my heart I have great feelings of love. What is the use? You know? If you have love, it has to be shown. You can't just keep it in the heart. You know, that's not how families are made. Yeah, you can't just sort of say, we are a very loving family. Oh, that's wonderful. What do you do? Nothing. You know, <laughs> you know, can't say I don't do anything. You have to show that love. You can't say, you know, it's all the same, whether I show it or not, it is there in the heart. No, you have to show that love. Same thing with Bhagavan. You have to show that love. And so you have to show that whatever connection is there. And that connection, you cannot get connected to the formless because it doesn't have hooks, it doesn't have any chain that you can, you know, it doesn't have an apron that you can go and catch the strings off. It doesn't have anything. So, always connection is expressed by invoking the formless with the medium of a form. So, in the form, the formless is allowed to abide and reside through a particular form and function. This is our bread and butter. This is what makes our religion and our tradition very, very unique. And so this is the, the worship, the Hindu worship, is a deliberate superimposition. Deliberate. And in fact, the Veda says so without any shame and without any, you know, reservations whatsoever. So the de definition of Adhyasa given in the Veda is, you know, Utkrishta Vastuni, Nikrishta Vastu, uh, sorry, the other way, Nikrishta Vastuni, Utkrishta Vastu, uh, Adhyasya. So, in, Utkrishta means exalted, Nikrishta means opposite, non-exalted. So, in a small little measly thing, you invoke the most exalted entity. Like as in, Saligrame Vishnu Dhyayet. This is the Veda. So, what is this? You know, you find a shell-shaped rock, fossilized shell in the Himalayas. And then what happens? 
you don't look it as a fossilized shell anymore. What does it become? As soon as you go on the altar, Mahavishnu. This is Vishnu because of the insignia of Vishnu, Shankha and Chakra are found in this small little stone. I never don't even call it a snow stone, it's directly Mahavishnu. This is what the whole thing is. So the same thing is being done with the sun right now. The sun is the brightest object in the eye, uh, for the eye. And then, of course, I want to see Bhagavan in something, not in a small little thing. You know, I want to first see Bhagavan in the brightest object. And so I say, here you go, you know, moving along the sky. So the person here in the prayer is being asked to do this adhyasa, this superimposition, deliberately not seeing the sun, but seeing the various colors of Rudra. You see, it's very interesting. So the person begins small. Let me take one object which you cannot ignore, which is the sun. And who does not like the sun? I mean, you cannot live without the sun. And then you say, you cannot live without Bhagavan. The sun is the life-giving, locally available, life-giving aspect of all. Correct? So to Bhagavan, you know, nobody can live without Bhagavan, nobody can live without sun. Therefore, in the sun, I'll invoke this Bhagavan that I'm not able to see or find anywhere. You know? So it starts with a small superimposition. Just one item superimposition. And then there are some beautiful verses there connected to this superimposition. First, I am an observer and I say, here is Tamra. Here is the copper one, copper Bhagavan. And then the copper Bhagavan becomes orange Bhagavan, light orange Bhagavan. And then the orange Bhagavan becomes Bhagru. And then in all these aspects, he is what? Sumangalaha means the most auspicious and blessed presence. You know, Bhagru is maybe not very auspicious. Why? Because it's the, what is that? Very, very hot aspect. But still, you know, without that heat, you cannot have rain. You know, today if we are having rain here, it's because we've had a few babrus, you know, the last few days. Correct? Yeah, I wasn't here, but babru was here. Correct? And then babru, because of babru, the evaporation increased, the humidity increased, and then the rain came, cooled everything off. So therefore, even babru is sumangala most auspicious, blesses us with rain because, you know, when you don't have rain, you can pray to Maruna, but you know the secret, you can also pray to Aditya. Yeah, you can pray to Sun Bhagavan because, Sun as Bhagavan, because without Sun, there cannot be rain. Very interesting. Without Sun, no rain at all. And so, here, this Babru, in all his facets, Sumangala, so auspicious. You know, and then, you know, what happens is that I have already seen three faces of the sun. Tamra, Aruna, Babru. Then I have a doubt. Oh, one Bhagavan, correct? Yes. So one sun, three facets. Then what happens to this person is that suddenly this one Rudra is fast multiplying into many, 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 many Rudras. One Rudra means one law, one um, here karma phala, the law of karma, and then now suddenly many, 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 many Rudra. 
go, you know, and this is what is acknowledged. Esham, Esham means all these mudras, suddenly, you know, why, why means they are indeed famous, somewhere why comes, don't ask why it comes, I already told you, yeah. Which verse are you and suddenly the person notices that as a result of this one deliberate superimposition, seeing Bhagavan as the sun, then what happened? Wherever the eyes went, there there Varman Rudra appeared. Very interesting. How did the Rudras multiply? Why did the Rudras multiply? The Rudras multiplied because my vision changed. I had a big maturity of vision when I could see the various colors of the sun as various facets of this Rudra. Why not see the sky as Rudra? Why not see the, the, the water as Rudra? Why not see the mountains as Rudra? Why not see all the trees as Rudra, 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 Rudra? You have a big forest and then you see the cows grazing as Rudra. As Rudra. Then you see the shepherds. Rudra, now whatever I ask, the answer is Rudra, okay, very easy, yeah. Shepherds, what are they? Rudra. And then the, the, the women who carry the water and go, what are they? Rudra. Suddenly, first I thought I was a safe observer and I observed this sky and the sun and everything and then suddenly I could not leave myself out of the picture. First I, first I wanted only one Rudra, I was only in search of one man, so that please don't harm me, that's all I wanted to say. And then, you know, creeped up on my awareness, this Bhagavan, and changed the faces so many times as, as many laws of the universe, as many facets and faces. Law of gravity, Rudra, you know, gravitational force, strong force, weak force, electromagnetic force, Rudra, 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 planets, Rudra, black hole, Rudra, yes, everything Rudra. And you know, this is the fascinating, the whole thing is so fascinating when you start seeing the astronomical laws. And there are so many articles that are coming out now about the black hole, very, very fascinating. And they have been debating a long time, you know, if someone falls into a black hole, you know, what will happen? Yeah. Of course, there is so much radiation near what is called the edge, near the compound of the black hole. They don't call it compound, they call it event horizon, but just to make it clear what it is. There is so much radiation that of course one will be fried into a chip, correct, immediately instantly fossilized, correct? Because it's so hot. But that reality is only because we are on this side of the compound. Which is this side of the compound? Still in the time-space warp. Ah. But if you fall in, you know, time is, is curving in on it, space is curving in on itself, just like Einstein said it, it does. 
and space curves it so totally on itself, time completely stops. You know, you don't have to worry about hair falling, nothing. No, no aging, no time, no space, nothing. You are there. Maybe you, you are stretched a little bit because <laughs> space stretches there in a certain way. But then, whoever said Tata to you at the compound of what at the event horizon saw you being burnt, they actually say you are not there anymore. But you are very much there. That's another, that's an alternative reality. You see, this is the power of this Rudra. So you can be there and not be there. How is that possible? <laughs> How is that possible? You know, because it is all about from which standpoint you are looking at this. Ah. From which standpoint are you looking at it? Are you looking at it from the time-space warp? You know, where nothing has happened to the person who jumped into the black hole? Or are you looking at it from the standpoint of the time-space matrix where the person was fried, you know? This is a rudra, big rudra, black hole. Oh, what is this? They have been studying, 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 studying. And wonderful theories have come. And you know, and if you, you know, if you say you got fried, then that is according to, the, it, it is faithful to the theory of relativity. And if you say you didn't get fried, you are nicely being suspended somewhere in the middle of this wonderful, lulling black hole. That, that means you are being true to quantum physics. Very fascinating. So interesting. And so therefore, the Rudras keep multiplying wherever I look. Any, anything I read, there is a Rudra. Any, anywhere I look, there is a Rudra. And so, Sahasrashaha Vai. Sahasrashaha means not one Rudra now. Now that I became an expert in the deliberate superimposition, because if everything is Bhagavan, this Bhagavan can be invoked in any one thing. So I thought, let me invoke this Bhagavan in the sun for a start. But that's what it was, just to start. Now I see Bhagavan, Bhagavan, Bhagavan everywhere. Yatra Yatra Mano Pyati, Tatra Tatra Rudraha. Yes. <laughs> there, there are all kinds of Rudras everywhere. Sahasra Shaham. And so one Rudra was very angry at me. Which one? The Karmapala one. Remember? Yeah. That, that fellow was very angry at me, was shooting arrows and I said, please keep the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune with yourself. Correct? I had to say that. And now I ask the pardon of all the forces in the form of various Rudras. Yesham, you know, Yeche, Yeja, Imam Rudraha, Sahastrashah. They are multiplying by the thousands. Why? Because I have undergone a spiritual revolution. My vision has changed. I see Bhagavan, Bhagavan, Bhagavan everywhere. And wherever I see Dikshu Shritaha, Dikshu means in every quarter, in every corner, in every direction. I can't look away. I mean, I can't say, I'm sick of Bhagavan. Let me look to a place where there is no Bhagavan. What happens? Even that place also is Bhagavan. And if I close my eyes, what, what, what I see in, inside the closed lid, that is also Bhagavan. What I don't see is also Bhagavan. Everything is Bhagavan. So where to go? Can't run. Can't run away. 
And so what should I do now? I should say, Tesham, for these Rudras, for these thousands of Rudras, Heda, Heda means anger. It's not that they are all angry. It's my own way of seeing them. In case they are angry, why will they be angry? Because I have transgressed dharma. So I could be getting karma. First I thought I was getting karma phala from one quarter. But now I am finding out with the multiplication of the rudras, the karma phalas are also coming from various directions. And so all of you, all of you one big namaskar. Why? Tesham heda imahe. Imahe usually it's the Vedic usage. Usually we say ave mahe. Ava is added ave mahe. Tesham heda ave mahe. We try to ward off their anger. How do we do that? By saying, please don't harm us. Please forgive whatever we have done so that we can just be freed of this hurt and this guilt. So this one Rudra, just by seeing the sun climb over the mountains, changed into thousands because I went a, I underwent a visual revolution. So that is where we have stopped. And then next one. Asauyo Vasarpati Asauyo Vasarpati Nilakri Vovilohitaha Nilakri Vovilohitaha Utainam Gopa Utainam Gopa Adrishan Adrishan Like the sun, and so the neck is the sky. 
But still, he is reddish in color, vilohitaha, nilagrivaha, vilohitaha. And then what? Now we have a very bucolic pastoral scene which this person who is channeling the mantras or whoever who is, you know, who is uh, the Rishi is channeling the mantras is seeing this very bucolic scene. The sun slowly becoming yellow, reddish yellow and climbing on the sky. This is a wonderful pastoral scene in rural India of which greeting cards are made. And then, Uta Enam, indeed, him, Enam means the sun, which is seen as Bhagavan now. Uh, Uta Enam, Gopaha, all the milkmen, the cowherds, Adrishan. Adrishan means saw, but actually, he, then he means to say Pashyanti, they see. So you see, now you cowherds don't come without cows. When the cowherds are there, you also have to bring in the cows. And what will the cows be doing? They are not sitting in and having coffee. They, so that means you need to bring grass, correct? So now you have a very wonderful rural scene of the grass, the cowherds. Very nice. <coughs> you know, last time when I was here, I was telling you how they, in Madhya Pradesh, they have that uh, flute stick. Do you remember? And then you know you go like this and then it produces beautiful music which is kind of a sign language between the two cowherds. No, not between the cows, ma. Cowherds. Yeah. So, cows, uh, not cowherds. Between another cowherd and this cowherd. Because that cowherd may be doing that to warn that a fox or a jackal is coming, move out of the area. And this one twists the, twists this in a certain way to say I have received this. This is the Gopas, you know, SMS. Yeah, this is before SMS. They had these long sticks. And these sticks have a certain grid uh, blend holes inside. And then, you know, you just wave it in certain ways. I tried waving one of them. You know, it was just quite cacophonic, I thought. But you have to be, you know, you have to be an expert. I waved it like that and I said, you know, I hope this is not sounding like some four-letter words because, you know, I don't know how to do this. He said, no, no, what you did, you know, is fine, but it makes no sense. You have to, if you, you know, certain commands, you have to do it in a certain way. So this is how it is. So you see all of them with their sticks. Outside also elegant carved stick. Inside there will be certain, uh, you know, spiral holes to, for the wind to go and make this music. Each cowherd has his own stick. And then, of course, that's only half the picture. Where are the women? Now the women are coming. They are carrying pots of water. Udahari is, you know, the one who carries water. Udakam Haratiti Udahari and Udahariha, like Nadi, Nadyau, Nadya, like that Udahariha. Many of the colorful, colorfully dressed. We can imagine Gujarat, Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, that area is very nice because all these colors are there and these colorful dressed women and the men playing with the sticks and playing with the cows, children, water pots, grass, mountains, sun, a wonderful, you know, spring morning, so beautiful, you know. And, uh, and then what? First you are painting this picture, but then what happens? You know, like a surreal movie, you are pulled into the picture. <laughs> First you are as an outsider. 
you you promised yourself i'm not a participant i'm an observer i'm just observing look 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 gopaha adrishan gopaha api adrishan udaharya api adrishan pashyanti ityartha they they see so gopaha saw and the in the water carrier saw and then you know the cows saw and the sheep and all the animals saw and what did they see they saw how this bhagavan like sun moving up in the sky over which i have superimposed bhagavan because i can i have invoked bhagavan in this sun and don't think i am the only one connecting to this bhagavan because that would be madness because i will say i am the only one relating nobody else because this is the human mind even doing puja you have to find out if the neighbor has done it or not <laughs> then only night sleep will come you know otherwise you know what's the fun only i am doing it same thing you vedanta classes only i am going why why other people are not going why are you bothered about other people you are here you want to study you come no 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 but how will you look other people are, should be there you know this is this is the the mentality this is what is called the human mentality and so for this you know the, the it is asserted i'm not the only crazy one being awed by this bhagavan in the form of the sun gopaha api also the gopas adrishan they saw him too they see him too every day and then what and then udainam you know udainam uh, what is that udaharya api udainam apashyan or pashyanti even the not just the men because that could be a bias only men are seeing this no 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 women are also seeing this so all the other people are seeing this and there is a joy in their heart because the night was long and dreary and you know in those days there is no tv nothing so they wait for the sun you know because it's not that everybody has kept a late night and they want to sleep no they are waiting to get up with the sun and when the sun comes the whole town comes to life whole town comes even now in india whole town you know you go at 4 o'clock everything will be like totally you know it's like all still calm little later you go then you hear the creaking of a bicycle the milk wala is coming and then you know and then the kiosk is opening and the sleepy chai wala is you know brushing his teeth right on the side of the kiosk and then he will go back inside where you know and brew this big thick cauldron of tea all day long you know he will keep on brewing and then if it's near a temple or something the flower ladies will come they will start suddenly it will all be empty suddenly you will see baskets suddenly you will see flowers suddenly you will see activity suddenly somebody will start sweeping the front and washing it and putting rangoli and then suddenly you know somebody is you know making food aroma is coming like this that this is what is in anticipation of the sun that makes the day and that same sun is a is an avatar of bhagavan that makes life happen so first i and pulling these people in to make sure that they are also seeing this they are also being moved by this they are also appreciating it the sun means the same thing to them this bhagavan means the same thing to them as me i just bring them in to witness my awe 
as, as an observer and then inevitably I am pulled into this scenario in the very, very next line. And how is that? Utainam Vishwa Bhutani Sahadrishtaha so not just the Gopas and the Udaharyas, but everyone has seen them. Vishwa means the whole waking world, provided it's awake at sunrise. A new concept, you know, <laughs> very innovative concept. So provided if they are awake at sunrise, Uta Enam Vishwa, indeed the whole Vishwa, Vishwa means the waker, all the collective waker is called Vishwa. Individual is also called Vishwa. And Vishwa here means the waking world, all the people who are awake. Drishtaha. Drishtaha means they see. Pashyanti. Even though it is past perfect, we have to take it in the presence. They also see. Oh, what do they see? They see the same thing that I saw. Now I cannot say they because I am included in the they. Correct? If the whole world is seeing, am I included or not? Yes. So, one point, one small little way I have come towards ending this alienation, the discussion of which this whole Rudram began. From including myself in this bucolic scenery, I'm among the cows, I'm among the grass, I'm among all the people. Now from a, you know, very strict, staid observer, I have become part of this Vishwa. And then what? Mridayati Naha. This sun makes us pleased. Naha, us. Asmakam. May know Naha. Sixth case. Naha Mridayati. You know, this sun makes us happy. In other words, what does the sun stand for? Bhagavan. Bhagavan makes us happy. Pleases us. Why? Because again, I have undergone, you know, I have undergone some changes in the way I am seeing Bhagavan. I am not just aware of the chastising aspect. I am also aware of the life-giving aspect. How in Bhagavan's presence, all actions come to light, just like in the presence of sun, the sun, all life-giving activities take place. So this way, I have seen this, and everybody has seen this. Mridayati Naha makes me very happy, makes us all very happy. So now I am part of the greeting card with the bullock cart and the sunrise, sunset, whatever. Huh? You've seen those, remember? Diwali card, when you said, huh? Yeah. So you have these, you know, curving river, some mountains, and the whole card will be orange because that's how the sun is, and it's trying to show the sun some shadows, and then the bullock cart, and then hay, cows, men, women, and then you know, it's like a surreal, it's like a story of some kind of a surreal movie where you got so involved that a hand came out of the greeting card and pulled you inside. You are not outside, you are, you are also in this. And you are bathed in the same light of Bhagavan that everyone is. You too are colored in the same way with happiness. And you say that this is, I am not untouched by this. This brings me closer to myself. It evokes joy in me. So, word by word, I think we have seen. It's very easy. This one is not hard. 
Asau yaha avasarpati, avasarpati means climbs up slowly. Nilagrivaha, the one whose neck is blue, vilohitaha, the reddish yellow one. And afterwards you do, keep that. Yeah. Put that, ah, very nice. Yeah. So, utainam gopa adrishan. So, Adrishan means they saw, they see. Uta enam, indeed, they saw this Bhagavan, who the milk, uh, milkmen, the cowherds, whatever you want to call them, and the ladies that bring the water, they both saw them. Why only they? All of us saw them. All of us saw them. Yeah, and then it makes us very happy. And then what? You know, then the, the scene is so moving that I cannot resist a salutation. You know, this is the whole, it, it awes me and moves me to a place of humility. You know, like when you see NASA picture, you say, oh my God, you know, look at this huge thing. There's one photo going around, eye of God. Have you seen that? It looks like a big eye, very nice. And so like this, you see one NASA picture, you see some clouds, you see some colors, you see this deep Hubble photos, and then you say that these are all the galaxies, and this is all in the Milky Way, and this was there all along, but we haven't seen it, and then now, in relation to them, the Earth is but a pixel, some of those planets, huge! You know, and then, if I am on the Earth, and if I am in a place in North America, which is on the Earth, which is a pixel, then the North America is, a, is you know, it's just a pix of the L, and then, or it's just the L, and if, uh, you know, if it's just L, then where is Atlanta, where is Georgia, where is Atlanta, where is anything, you know, and where are you, you know, sitting in your little house, oh my God, and you see that you are suddenly awed by the vastness of the universe, and the intelligence that is, that is of course, you know, reigning this vastness and this intelligence that is reigning the vastness, that means that there is, that intelligence is all knowledge. And here I can't even remember my name on, the, on, on good days. And so, and here, look at this knowledge that is unfolding infinitely into an expanding universe. That same, you're humbled, you're humbled enough to say, you know what, all the things that are worrying me, all these small, small things that I'm just so sick of, I should, they don't matter. Sudden, you know, Udaya takes place. Another sun of awareness rises. You know, the sun of my understanding rises. The sun of clarity rises within, even as it's riding with, rising without. Because I'm awed by this scene of which I am part. And then I say, you know, all this doesn't matter. I'm just worried about small, small things. I'm catching hold of useless things. This doesn't matter. And my hands automatically, without being told, go and join in prayer. This is what the, this is what the what happens to the person here. Namo astu. Namo astu. Nilagrivaya. Oh, 
And so one meaning is Sahasraksha means whose ever eyes, wherever they might be, however they might be, whether they are seeing eyes or unseeing eyes, even if there is some eye problem, degeneration, macular, cataract, retinal detachment, that is also within the order. It is alright because it is within the part of the karmic order. So this is all within the order. First meaning. Second meaning is that you cannot hide from Bhagavan. Yeah. You may hide from yourself, but you cannot hide from Bhagavan. Wherever you go, there, there Bhagavan is. Oh, I just thought I left you in the puja room. No, I'm here also. <laughs> I just did Arati and came there and now you are here. Yes, I'm here. You know. But I thought information cannot be cloned. Yeah, but this is knowledge, not information. I'm all knowledge, you know. But I thought that also cannot be cloned. Who is cloning? I'm everything. I'm everywhere. Everything is non-separate from me. So this is the, you know, the, now the, the, it's going to pick up pace a little bit and it's going to go in a slightly different direction, the whole Rudra. And we have to uh, get familiarized with three terms, you know, which is, uh, which are qualities or definitions of Bhagavan. One is what is called Sarvatmakatvam, which is what I am talking about. Sarvatmakatvam. Sarvatma means everything is not separate from Bhagavan. But wherever there is anything, the presence of that thing is the presence of Bhagavan. There is no separate presence for Bhagavan. And sorry for that thing. That thing depends on Bhagavan. So the, there is only one presence. That presence is Bhagavan. And that presence can take on many names, many forms, many things. Okay? So that is what is called Sarvatmakatvam. But then we get the doubt that that one thing has become many things without retaining its overlordship. So we say the next thing, Sarveshwaratvam, complete and total overlordship of every single thing in this universe. Sarvatmakatvam, Sarveshwaratvam, Sarvantaryamitvam, last one. Sarvantaryami, the controller of every being. The inner controller of every being. Sarvantaryamitvam, Sarva Antara Yamitvam, Sarva Antara Yamitvam, Sarveshwaratvam and Sarvatmakatvam. So these three things we will keep seeing, they will keep repeating themselves. This is an example of Sarvatmakatvam of Bhagavan. So Sahasrakshaha, so two meanings, Sarveshwara also comes. You see all three come here. So Antaryami, sitting as the inner self in all, correct? regulates the the regulates the, the that particular life form how it's going to grow what is going to happen to it will it have cataract or not speaking of the eyes sarvantaryamitvam sarveshwaratvam and it is already decided based on the karma how this person what will happen what will happen to them etc completely and then sarvatmakatvam as the indweller of every eye as the one behind the action in every eye. So these three things will keep on coming repeatedly. So Sahasrakshaha, meaning nothing is beyond the sight of Bhagavan. Bhagavan sees everything. Sahasrakshaya, 
Medhushe. Medhushe is a made-up word. Yeah. Actually, there is a nipata. Nipata means indeclinable word called medhas. And how is this medhas formed? Medhas comes from miha sejane. Tinchati. Tinchati means sprinkles. Like Abhisheka, sprinkles. What, what is sprinkling? Don't say there is sprinkler in my lawn. No. What is sprinkling? Rain. Ah. Sprinkles, blessings in the form of the rain is a blessing presence. And then that becomes a upalakshana, a metaphor for this kama uh, varshin, uh, the sprinkler of desires. Ah. So the rain is like, see the rain is also a wish-fulfilling thing, you know, because you have to pray for the rain, most of the time it doesn't come, you look at what is happening in California, you know, yeah, four years no rain, very little rain. And so you pray for the rain and then the rain comes as a prasada and when the rain comes as a prasada, it brings with it all the desires, correct? And also another reason the rain and desires are kept uh, together, there is a certain tandem, you know, connection between the two. You know why? Because all the jivas waiting to incarnate come down in the form of rain. Ah. And so the jivas are full of desires, they are looking they are in a hurry to get into a body. So they come down in the form of rain and quickly get into the yava, barley, vrihi, etc. You know, they get into all the kinva and everything. And then what? The prospective parents who want to be parents are eating this food, correct? And the jiva is getting very happy. Yes, yes, me first, me first, me first. Why? Why you should be born first? I, I have more desires than you. I feel that the urgency, the pressure of the desires makes it rain. And so whenever there is a lot of rain, the jivas are dying to be incarnated. Although that's not that's not a very good way of putting it because they're already dead, this body. So they are just urgently wanting to be incorporated. And so what Bhagavan does makes the conditions ready for rain. The sun comes, comes and does tapa and then evaporates all the water, sucks up all the water and then what? And the jivas immediately get into the clouds and then it rains. So when it rains, Bhagavan is made of us. It's a form of this, you know, miha sechane. So miha, so sinchati, <coughs> sprinkles, sprinkles what? Sprinkles all the desires. Every, all your desires come true. You know, think of a hot, hot day and one is so cranky and irritable and you just see the sun and you just feel like what is going on. And on a nice rainy day, what happens? All that tapa has cooled off. You see life differently. So this is made us. Out of that, they have made a, uh, you know, they have made a uh, sakara anti ending uh, uh, noun and made huse a fourth case. So namo astu grivaya sahasrakhaya made huse. And then what was the next word? Asau yaha satvanoham satvanaha aham akaram tebhyaha satvanaha aham akaram namaha Akaram again I did but here it means I do karomi Karomi should be 
Aham, karomi, namaha karomi. Since it is chandasam, we don't correct, but we just correct it cognitively for ourselves. So, asau yaha sattvanaha aham tebhyaha unto them. What are sattvanas? Sattvana means all the assistants. You know, it's not easy to make rain. Think about it, it's not easy to grant a desire. Bhagavan does it by such, you know, setting in motion a number of celestial figures. Yakshas, Gandharvas, Kinnaras, this one, that one, small, chota, chota, go for Bhagavan's, you know, you know, go get this, go do that. One, one job, Bhagavan, second job, celestial, third job, you know, these ranks there also. Yeah, lot of ranks are there. We saw that already in that uh, retreat on Ananda Vimamsa. Remember? Say yes. 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 That's all you have to do. Yeah. Let me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Ananda Vimamsa, we had a retreat in Forsyth. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Now everyone remembers. Yeah. So that's why it's very important to say yes in the beginning. Even if you don't remember, then it will come. And I'll also be happy. Yeah. So, um, so there we saw, you know, that everybody's ananda is increasing, little, little, little by little. And this one doesn't have that one's ananda, that one doesn't have this one's ananda. But then one who enjoys all the levels is the one sitting under a tree wearing nothing but a loincloth. Shotriyascha, akamahatascha. Shotriya, the one who has studied from the teacher properly, exposed themselves to the knowledge. And then what? Akamahataha. Don't say Akamena Hataha, that's not the way to solve the, solve the compound. Yeah. Kamena Nahataha, not hijacked by desire. Yeah, that's the key. So here, you know, there are so many in these celestial devatas. And you know, sometimes, you know, the elders will say, don't keep thinking wrong things or bad things. Why? Because what will happen? There are a lot of these Astu Devatas. Ah, they keep saying Astu, 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 Astu. And you say, I'm no good, I'm an idiot, Astu, Astu, Astu. Nobody loves me, Astu, Astu, Astu. I'm bad, Astu, Astu, Astu. I'm guilty, Astu, Astu, Astu. That's why all the elders will tell us, don't say only be very, very, look at the positive. Why? Because it's not positive thinking. It's about thinking correctly. You are okay. That's what the Shastra tells us. You are okay, you are fine. So don't go to go, don't have negative fantasies because they may come true. Because your power of your thinking is very important. Thoughts have power. And so all these devatas, let me not leave them out in this small little namaskara that I'm doing. You know, already the hands are three inches in length. And then those hands are with great difficulty coming together. How many people you want to include in this namaskara? The whole universe of what? of these devatas, adhishthana devatas, you know, astu devatas, you know, na astu devatas, all of them, everyone, so they are called sattvanas, the attendants and, uh, you know, in the Purana they are called shivaganas, you know, groups of, you know, uh, assistants to the Lord to make things happen, you know, and tebhya aham akaram, I have, I have, paid my respects or I am paying my respects to them also and not leaving anyone behind. So with these verses, a new understanding and a new involvement in this, in one's life 
and in looking at Bhagavan and a conscious awareness of doing this uh, adhyasa, the, the, the deliberate superimposition of one particular, you know, aspect of the universe, here the, the sun, seeing it as the light giving Bhagavan because they share a lot of things in common. A lot of things are there in common. Because without sun there is no life, without Bhagavan there is no life, so it's very easy to do this superimposition. So we'll see more uh, tomorrow morning, bright and early. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Namaha Harihi Om Any questions are there? I have a question as per my understanding, we had a limitation of Veshataha, Kalataha and Vastutaha, Parichindata. So when you're talking about existence in the black hole and simultaneously existence outside the black hole, won't that law be uh, affected? The Parichindata is because of the space-time dimension. Yeah, Veshataha, Kalataha, space-time. Ah, ah. So is it actually possible that there could be a time machine? Yeah. But won't that break the person will be present in one time and the other time? Or yeah. Time? Well, you know, that is what the <coughs> physicists are, are trying to understand. Hello, hello. That is what the physicists are trying to understand. They themselves don't know. They themselves are thinking about this in so many different ways. So according to Vedanta, it's not possible, right? Vedanta is not about science. Vedanta is about timelessness. So Vedanta is not interested in seeing, you know, if you can uh, abide in two realities or not. That's not the purport of Vedanta. But Veda, yes. Veda has said that it is possible to do this, you know, to be in two realities or two lokas. We see this in the stories of the Puranas. Simultaneously, two, two things are happening. We don't need to go very far. We see it in the Veda and in the Purana. And then, you know, going contrary to the theory of, uh, what is this, uh, the uh, one person occupying one body, that is also is disturbed. Because Sulabha, a great sage, a scientist, goes to Nanaka. And, no, Yagyamalika, I think. She goes to Yagyamalika, this is in the Brithavarnika Upanishad. And then, you know, she says that, I would just like to enter you because you think so nicely and you know and, and he also respects her wonderfully and he and she says I want to see what it is like you know this story I came across you know very very recently and uh, I want to see what it is like to be inside your mind and he says okay come along and she disappears from where she is standing and she has entered into his body, mind, whatever it is, body and mind and to other people, she is there and here, you see, and then uh, because they are not missing her, they are not saying where did she go, but then she is with him and she likes it so much, she says can I spend a night here? 
She asks, and he says, oh, no problem. Just like if supposing a long-lost friend comes and says, can I stay over? Oh, of course, here is the bread, here, here is the bed, here is toothbrush, here is your nightdress. Please come, make yourself comfortable. This is for these sages, this was nothing. Yeah, sure you can stay overnight, says Yagyavalkar. So like this, we have many, many things. You know, the reality is not what it appears. We know that. And, uh, you know, the closer we get to quantum physics, very interesting things happen. And that's why we need mythology, you know, and I'm glad that things like Harry Potter, Star Wars is there for this country, you know, for the West. Because we have our Puranas, that's enough. That's more outlandish than uh, everything we know. I have one more question about uh, Titiksha. So sometimes, uh, I'm putting here a personal case, that sometimes it's very difficult to sit for elongated hours uh, when they cross four hours or five hours when, when we are at a, uh, at a spiritual discourse site. Then in that case, are we allowed to sit on a chair or would that be regarded as the thick chair? We should avoid sitting on a chair and... and that's your personal it. decision. Yeah. It's up to you. Would it be disrespect, considered disrespectful to the teacher? It's up to you. What you consider respect? Yeah, it's not up to the teacher. What you consider, because everybody has a different way of showing their respect. And it's all okay. You know, somebody shows respect by uh, bowing down. Somebody shows respect by saying hello. Somebody shows respect by sitting down. Somebody shows respect by standing up. It's up to you. Because the respect is belonging to you and the respect is blessing you. In fact, the respect has nothing to do with the teacher. Very interesting. It's an enactment of my own shraddha for my own knowledge. It's not about pleasing someone at all. Yeah. Because this is an uphill battle. You can't please the teacher, you know. You can't please the teacher. Oh, is the teacher such a big grump? No. The teacher doesn't need to be pleased. Ah, the teacher is not looking to you to be pleased. That is why this makes it a, a beautiful relationship without codependency. Because the teacher is always pleased with you. Yeah, whether you sit underground or above ground or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's your, it's your decision of how you wish to show what you consider shraddha, respect, devotion, whatever else, whatever, for your own growth. So you are in full agency of deciding what you want to do. Yeah. That reminds me of what Pooja Swami she told us. <coughs> you know, my husband couldn't sit on the ground. Yeah. So uh, then I sat down and he said, You can sit wherever you want. You have to be comfortable, give your full attention. Yeah. And you have the full attention of what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter whether you're sitting on the ground or you have to be comfortable. And Pooja Swami told my husband and me. It doesn't matter where you sit or it's, it's the respect. <coughs> I, will, I, will, I will add one more thing. You have to be comfortably uncomfortable. <laughs> if you are comfortably comfortable, then then also no shravanam takes place because you are in nirvikalpa samadhi. <laughs> and if you are uncomfortably uncomfortable, then also no shravanam takes place because you are going, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, you know. Correct? You are chanting all the vowels. And <laughs> so therefore, you have to be comfortably uncomfortable if there is a rule. Yeah. 
and what that is and what threshold that is is different for everybody. Everybody has to decide. Other questions? Okay. In this verse ah. about uh, uh, worshipping the sun in the Rutra just now that you talked about, is it very similar to the Aditya Hridaya where you again praise the sun god? No, there it is more of a Adishthana Devata of the mind giving courage and the eyes, you know. So the mind is lacking courage, you, take, you know, you see this as the Adishthana Devata of the courage. I'll explain that a little more tomorrow. And because this, we'll be having this recurring discussion of Sarvatmakatva, Sarveshwaratva, Sarvantaryamitva. So we will be having those uh, recurrent discussions. So we will uh, look into that a little more. It's not that we are worshipping the sun. No one is worshipping the sun. Sun has got a lot of similarities with Bhagavan. Just like nobody is worshipping a shell or a stone, we are worshipping Vishnu. We have to remember this. We are worshipping not the shell, not the akara, not the stone fossility of which it is made. We are worshipping Vishnu. Here also we are worshipping Rudra. We are worshipping Bhagavan. We are not worshipping the sun. The sun just becomes a wonderful, you know, uh, what is that? An avatar of Bhagavan. That I can objectify. Because I cannot, that which I cannot objectify, I cannot relate to. Because it is myself. Aparamjet, Nayet, Paramjet, Nyayet. Adi Shankara says. It is Aparam Brahma. We are talking of that which is which has Sagunam Brahma. Sagunam Chet, Aparam Chet, Sagunam Brahma. Brahman with, you know, Gunas, Gunai Sahavartati, with various forms, functions, when you invoke Bhagavan, then that is an object of worship. But then when you are talking of, you know, Nirguna, then you cannot worship Nirguna. Because you are Nirguna, it is Nyayet, it's an object of knowledge. So Dhyayam, object of meditation and worship, and Nyayam, yeah, that is the thing. In Bhajabhavindam it comes very nicely, you can see that.